All right. Good morning. Good morning. Seriously. Wow. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> excited to be with you guys. Excited for today as we pick this thing up in a week number two of Pass It On. Okay. So we jumped into this and most of the time in life, um, when it comes to messages, the types of messages that you're passing on, well, they're not going to be like the game we just played, right? Like, well, I guess sometimes, right? Um, does everybody text in the room? Does anyone not text in the room? If you're in like sixth grade, seventh grade, that's okay. You know, it's okay. Cool. Um, so it's really kind of changed the game, right? So when I was in um, middle school, let's just go back to middle school Mike, okay? Um, middle school Mike, um, we, we passed letters in school. Do you guys pass letters in school anymore? Yes, we got some. Cool. What do y'all write in your letters? What do you write? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got these girls. They're going to tell us what they write. No? You're not going to tell us? All right, I'll just make it up. Okay, they're going to just say, like, oh, man, I think that guy is so good looking, right? Did you see what she was wearing today? Like, oh, my gosh. Did you see? The, did you smell the teacher's breath? Has anybody ever had their letter taken by the teacher in school? Haley, you have? Yeah, yeah. What did you write on that said letter? You don't remember? Like, do you think it was possible it was about a boy you liked? Yeah, yeah. Did, did, okay. So, let's go to the adults in the room, okay? Adults in the room. Robin. Now, back in your time, all right? This was just a little bit ago, okay? Back in your time, back in the Robin times, okay? <laughs> um, Y'all passed rocks, I know, that you had carved into it. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. What was the kind of letters that you would, what were the messages you would send back and forth to the people you wanted to communicate with? All right, off of you then. Let's go to Frank. <laughs> Frank, you're from New Jersey. All right, what kind of letters did you pass back and forth to your boys, to whoever it was? You were in public school, right? No, what were you in? Private? Private. Now, if you're passing it at home, I don't know what you do. Pass it to your mom. That'd be weird. I don't know what would happen there. Okay, just saying. Okay. Um, what What happened when you were sending your letters back and forth to your people? Huh? Huh? They They were in school with you, Frank. They They knew what you did at school. Why'd you pass those letters? After school. Oh, okay. Okay. After school. Okay. 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 Well, you guys are completely killing this, so I'm going to move on from this. Okay. Um, anyways, I, I remember getting busted one time passing a letter about this girl I liked. My teacher then read it out loud, and I can remember turning like as red as you could possibly imagine. Like, um, Veggie Tales. You guys watch Veggie Tales at all? Bob the Tomato. Remember how red he is? Yeah, that was me that day when that was passed. Okay. So it's easy though. Sometimes for us to misunderstand each other when it comes to our messages, right? Sometimes um, we ask people to give a message and they leave out our misimportant information. That just happened in this game just a minute ago. Sometimes we ask people to give a message that we need people to understand and they forget to do it. And there's never anything more frustrating than that, right? And sometimes that message just doesn't get delivered, okay? So I'm thinking back, once again, back to high school and, and I'm thinking back to... Um, my group. So I've, I've got a group of guys I hung out with all the time. All right. Um, Katie, you have your group. You have your group, right? Like, like your girls or your, even, even a guy maybe that like you hang out with all the time, right? All right. You've got them. You hang out. And like, what do y'all do? Mm. All right. 
Whatever it is that you and the girls do or whatever it is that you and the boys do. Well, my group, you know, we had the guys. There was Brian, there was me, there was Brett, there was John. And um, sometimes we let other people in, sometimes we wouldn't. But we, we just played ball. We would go to games. We would watch movies. We'd do all kinds of things. I can remember I just started dating this girl. I was in high school, right? And so we started hanging out, and I had planned to go out with her on this Friday night. And my guys knew that. And so they started making plans without me, Right? Have you ever been left out of something by your group? Like, there's nothing, like, much worse than that. Like, sometimes that causes division in your group and stuff like that. Well, my guys knew that I was going out with this girl on Friday night, so they didn't invite me. They were going to a basketball game, and, and they were going to go play basketball afterwards, but they didn't invite me because they knew I was going out with her. And, and I can remember when I found out about this, like, I was sad. And the reason I was sad is, well, it wasn't because I didn't have a good date. It was because, like, this was my group, right? I felt like I missed out on something cool. And it doesn't feel good to miss out on things, right? It doesn't feel good to miss out on messages. It doesn't feel good to, to really, like, truly miss out being with your friends. Even if it wasn't their intention to hurt you. Sometimes we, we feel this way. Sometimes we feel like, we're the one that's overlooked. Sometimes we feel like we're the one that's left out. And maybe sometimes you and your group, you exclude certain people because it makes you feel better about yourself and that makes you a jerk, just so you know. Maybe, just maybe, you've been left out, you've left somebody out before because, well, you didn't mean to be mean, but you felt shy. You didn't know necessarily how to include this person into your group. And so today what I want to do is I, I want to dive into what does it look like for us to include others into our circle of friends, All right? What does it look like for us to, to like really, truly bring people into the message, the good news of Jesus Christ? So we asked this question last week, and this question was this, not that. What is the good news? Okay, what is the good news? And Levi, you answered this question last week. So one would think that you're ready to answer it again this week, right? All right, Levi, what is the good news? Yeah, 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 hey, check it out. The good news is Jesus came to rescue us from sin and death and give us new life in him. That's exactly what you just said, right? It just made me a little bit more worried. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And now if we put our faith in him, that means we can have eternal life. This is the good news. This is what Jesus told his followers to spread. And it's been spreading for 2,000 plus years. It's the reason we sit in here today. It's the reason we come together for church. It's everything that is right with Christianity. It's everything that is right with the church. It all points back to this. To Jesus being the reason that we do everything that we do. So, Jesus wanted this to be shared everywhere. But when people first started following Jesus, this message got a little bit lost. Okay? So today, we talked about this guy several times in here. His name's Peter, right? Not that guy, the guy next to him. His name's Peter, okay? Peter is one of Jesus' closest disciples. You know, one might even say, like, he was like his best friend. He was this little bit older. He hung out with Jesus. He always kind of was just doing things. He was that loud guy, like, 
we all know the loud guy, right? Like, who's the loud guy in your group? Do you know who that is, the loud girl? That was Peter, okay? When you, when you think back to Bible times, that, that was Peter, okay? So Peter, today, he was the first disciple to truly recognize and say out loud who Jesus was. He was the first, or he was one of the first disciples to discover that Jesus had risen from the dead. We talked about this a few weeks ago back at Easter. He's probably the most important leader of the early church, okay? Once he preached and thousands of people came to know Jesus for the first time in one sermon. But at some point, Peter, the guy standing behind me next to Jesus there, he got a little bit confused about Jesus' good news. Instead of sharing it with everyone, he mostly just shared it to the people who were like him. He just shared it to the Jewish people. And that is until God called him out about it. And so today what I want to do is I want to help you look through Scripture because we're looking at the book of Acts throughout this sermon series, and we're diving into it. And in the book of Acts, what we say is this. Does anybody know who wrote Acts? We talked about this last week. It wasn't John. It wasn't Peter. It starts with an L and ends with Luke. Luke, that's right. That's right. Good job. You guys are really smart. Okay. So Luke, theoretically, he wrote two books, okay? He wrote Luke, okay? And Luke is all about, well, if you had to guess, what do you think it was about? Well, it's about the gospel, okay? It's about Jesus, right? It's about Jesus and his life and how he lived. He actually starts writing this in the very first um, chapter of Luke. He says this. He says, oh, great, Theophilus, you know, I'm writing this so you will have an account of what happened with this guy named Jesus. I want you to know everything there was to know about this Jesus. So if you want to know from a really smart guy everything you need to know about Jesus, you go read the book of Luke, okay? And then he starts writing Acts, Now, Acts is all about the church. It's all about Jesus' followers, right? Well, Luke is all about Jesus and his life. This is all about the life of the church. That's what Acts is all about. So in Acts chapter number 10, this is where we're at today, chapter number 10 and chapter number 11. If you have a Bible, turn there, okay? I don't want to read through all this. I I don't want to bore you guys with the details. So I went on YouTube, which is my friend, and I found you a video that's going to tell you what happened in Acts chapter 10. Now, to be fair, this was made for kids, but I think there's some things we can take out of this, and we'll come back and talk about it here in just a second. So check out the screen behind me. Okay, so um, we just covered about 47 verses in about three minutes of puppets, okay? So I'd like to apologize for the puppets, but I think it did a great job. And, and, and this seems like a weird story, right? When it comes to this whole thing about um, animals falling out of the sky on sheets and, and Peter being up there and then... Once again, puppets and things like that. Well, the the main point is this. It's simply behind me, right? God told Peter in a dream that the good news of Jesus wasn't simply for the Jewish people, right? It was no longer just for them. This was for all people. That's why Jesus had come. God, God didn't just send Jesus to come and die for just the Jewish people, just his quote unquote chosen people. No, no, no. God was now extending this to everyone, okay? This was a big deal. This was a huge deal. So much so that it said that Peter stayed there with him for several months, right? But check this out. Um, Chapter number 11. I'm actually going to read some of this to you. I want you to hear it. Okay, it says this. It says, um, hey, Peyton, will you do those for me? Thank you, bud. Soon the news news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. 
You entered the home of Gentiles and you even ate with them, they said. Then Peter told them exactly what happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by four corners from the sky, and it came to me. And when I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles and birds. And I heard a voice saying, get up, Peter, kill them and eat. No, Lord, I've never... um, I've never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But this voice from heaven spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. This happened three times before the sheet and all of it was uh, contained, was pulled back up to heaven. Just then three men who were sent from Caesarea arrived at the house uh, where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me. And as soon as we entered the home of the man who sent for us, he told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and told him, send your messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He will tell you and everyone in your household how you can be saved. As I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as he fell on us at the beginning. Then I thought of the Lord's word, John baptized with water. But you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, we can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. Hmm. Just for a minute. Just think about this story. Think about everything that just happened in the past five minutes, right? Two chapters worth of scripture, two chapters of the early church happening. You see, Peter had done what he had thought was right, and Peter had stayed with the Jews, and Peter was telling all the Jews about the good news. He was telling all the Jews about the gospel of Christ and how he had come and he had died for their sins and how he was resurrected, and now all they had to do was believe in him, and they could be saved. And the same thing was happening in Joppa, like Peter's doing this. But all of a sudden, things take a weird turn with this dream. All of a sudden, Peter's message is now to be opened up to so many more people. And if you keep reading in Acts, this is where you see Paul come in. This is where you see Paul's getting trained at this time. And Paul's going to take the word to the Gentiles, which is the people who aren't Jews. That's where you and I would fall in, right? This is the beginning of something unimaginable. You see, Peter grew up Jewish just like Jesus did. And if you were Jewish, there were a lot of Jewish laws you had to follow to be, quote, unquote, pure or clean before God. That's why the sheet came down before him. You see, Jewish people didn't eat certain foods out of respect for God. But non-Jewish people, once again called Gentiles, they did eat these and they saw nothing wrong with it. All right? So that's why these people were upset with Peter. But it was time for something different. It was time for this message to go to everyone. And that's the beautiful thing about this. Because this shouldn't surprise us that God wanted his message to go to everyone. Even to people who who weren't expecting this message, right? Like, I'd have to say Cornelius probably wasn't expecting this. But he got this vision from an angel and it completely changed him. 
They completely, he said, hey, you guys go find Peter. Bring him back here. I want to know about this Jesus. And everything changed in his life right then. And everything changed in the scripture right there. Because this is where Gentiles were now introduced to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, we might not have been expecting it, but this is our chance, right? So, this shouldn't surprise us though, right? Jesus made it a habit. If you think about his life, right? If you think about what you know about Jesus, who did Jesus hang out with? Anybody, shout it out. Sinners, yeah. Yeah. Sick people, right? Poor people, yeah, right? People who were um, not very well liked, you know, marginalized people. It took me back to... um, Another passage of scripture, another one that Luke wrote, actually. You guys have heard this story before, right? Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard that he was eating there, she bought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt down behind him, and at his feet weeping, her tears fell on his feet. And she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. And when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man was a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thought. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to Two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to dust the Uh, to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You, You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown to me much love. But a person who who is forgiven little shows only a little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiving. The men at the table said to themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now just for a minute, think about this story. Put yourselves at this place. Put yourselves in this this room with the Pharisees. You're sitting down to eat. And this lady, she comes, and, and everyone knows what this lady's done in town. Everyone knows what she's been about. And all of a sudden, she falls at Jesus' feet, and she just starts crying. And her tears are falling on his feet. And she starts putting perfume on his feet. And then she starts kissing his feet. Now, for some of you guys, that's gross, right? But that's how just humiliated how humble this woman wanted to be before Jesus. She was a sinner. She knew she was a sinner. She knew she had messed up. 
And what the Pharisees wanted, what the quote-unquote, the top of the Jews, the best of the Jews, what they wanted, they wanted Jesus to kick her out. They wanted Jesus to say, yo, you don't mess up too much, girl. Get out of here. Go on. Get. That's what Simon wanted, right? How did Jesus respond? You see, sometimes in our lives, we think that we... I hate to say this, but we think that we're better because we've chosen to follow Jesus. We think that we're better because we chose to not do, quote unquote, what the world is doing. But I think if we were to actually live like Jesus, then we would see the world when they're acting out. We would see them with compassion and we would see them for the needs that they have. And that need that they have, what they're missing out on, what, what they don't know they're missing sometimes, is the love of Jesus. What they don't know that they're missing is, is, is that this good news can come inside them and all this unworthiness, all this shame that they have, all this stuff that they know that everybody else knows about them. Jesus can take it away. Jesus can forgive it. Jesus wants to forgive it. And that's what that lady experienced that day. That's what she got right there from Jesus. Yes, she was a sinner. Yes, she had messed up. But Jesus changed the game. Jesus wasn't like what everybody thought he was going to be like. You see, it takes us to this part. We're called to pass on the good news to unexpected people. We're called to pass on this good news to people who have bad reputations, who have past mistakes, people who don't want anything to do with God at all. It's our job as Christians to pass it on to them, to say, hey, let me just tell you a little bit about this God who loves you. Let me just tell you just a little bit about this Jesus who completely changed my life. You see, Jesus' good news of love, forgiveness, and salvation and new life includes everyone because he wants everyone to know him. And a lot of Jesus followers will say they believe that's true. Peter did. But sometimes what we do is we put rules in the place of letting them come to Jesus. Sometimes what we do is, is we say, hey, you got to clean your life up before you can come to Jesus. You, know, you got to stop doing this before you can go to Jesus. Where do we see that, though, from Jesus? No, Jesus says this. He says, come to me. Come, let, let, let me completely change everything about you. Let me include you. Let me put you in. Let me show you what it's like to have a God who loves you. Let me show you what it, like, what it feels like to, to be included, to be a part of a group that completely changes everything about you. Think about this just for a second. When have you not felt included in your life? Everybody got some part in their life right now? Like think about that in your head just for a second. Has there ever been a time in your life where you, you just haven't felt like you, you belonged? You haven't felt like, like you were included. My first time that I can remember this, and it happened a lot in my life, was when I first went to youth group for the first time in sixth grade. All right? So I was a sixth grader. I was chubby. I was, I, I was like this tall and this round. I had messed up hair. And like, dude, 
I didn't want to be there. I didn't have any friends. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know why I was there. My parents made me go, right? There was this guy, okay? He was a, he was a junior, okay? Juniors are here, whoop, whoop, wherever you're at, okay? This is the hugest thing. And this is why, um, for you guys who are wondering, this is why I actually um, put you guys together with middle school and high school, like, during these times. There was a guy. He was a junior. His name was Lee. Dude, Lee came up beside me and he put his arm around me, right? Not in like a weird way, but he put his arm around me and he said, hey, dude, I am so glad you're here. You know what Lee did with that? He affirmed me. He said, hey, you know what? Like, 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 I don't know you, but you belong here. And so I can remember that. Like, AJ, I'm going to borrow your shoulders for just a second, okay? Actually, stand up with me. Come here, come here. So AJ is completely opposite of what I looked like when I was in middle school, okay? All right? We were probably about the same height, Okay? But your hair looks a lot better than mine, and you're a whole lot skinnier than I was, okay? But I can remember Lee coming up, and I can remember Lee putting his arm around me. And he said, you know what? He said, Mike, you've got a really cool last name. I said, yeah? He said, yeah, my last name's Aldridge, too. So right there, we were able to relate. Right there, I had somebody who actually cared about me. Right there, I had a friend who, who, who really just came in and just loved on me some, right? And guess what? That's what this guy needs, too. That's what every single one of these younger kids need from you guys. Thank you, AJ. From you older guys in the group. They, they need that. For the ladies in the group, they need somebody to come along and say, hey, you know what? You belong here. You know, as I, as I was studying for this, I, I remember this. I remember Jesus let people belong before they believed. Right? Jesus let people come into their life. And Jesus said, hey, just, just come on. Yeah, you can follow me. You're going to have a choice to make down the road, but right now, come on, be a part of it. So what kind of community are we if we're choosing to not let people come in because of their past, because of the way they look, because of the way they talk, because of their status at school? How are we doing at letting people belong? I don't know. (laughs) Peter had a vision. Three times he was told, rise, kill, and eat. Three times he talked back to God. No, I'm not going to do that. I've never done that. That goes against my rules. Don't tell God something's unclean before he does. If he tells you it's clean. So, let me ask you a question. How are you doing at letting people belong in your life? including others who have been excluded, it's something that you can do right now. If you know Jesus, you have that opportunity. So who are some of those people? Who are the people that you need to just come in and truly just put your arm around and love? Who are the people who are looking for a friend? Who are the people who are hard to like? Who are the people who are hard to understand? Who are the people who come from a different background than you? I think we can all think of somebody like that. What's it look like for you to include them, to get them in your circle so that you can love them to Jesus? I'm not telling you to let them make impacts on your decisions that you make. But what does it look like for you to love them the way Jesus does? Right now, I just want you to think, who's one person? Who's one person that God's kind of putting in your mind right now that that, that you need to introduce the love of Jesus to. That you can just maybe start to include them, maybe like Jesus would. 
And what does it look like for you to reach out to them this week? I'm going to say, hey, you know what? Like, let's just hang out sometime. I know we're on a um, mission trip this week, and I'm super pumped to go to Chula Vista with you guys. It's going to be a great week, and, and literally our whole mission to go there is just to love people and to just invite them to know Jesus, to invite them to come to this new church that um, God has called Amos and Drew to go and plant. But, man, we've got to do that here, too. We can't just be a sending church out there. It's got to be here, too. That's what Peter learned. That's what this lady learned. That's what the Pharisees were taught by Jesus when this sinful lady was there. You've got to pass on the good news to, to those who are lost, to the, those who are not feeling included, to those who are abandoned, to those who really just feel like they don't fit in. So what does it look like for you in your life to do this? I want to challenge you to think about this this week. And if you're going on Chula Vista, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. But what does it look like for us to love the way Jesus did? Because truth is, we're supposed to pass on the good news to unexpected people. We're supposed to pass it on to people who wouldn't know that it's coming. So who is it in your life that you need to do that to? Let me pray over you guys. You're dismissed out of here.